science fans, this is Corbett here and I'm going to teach my husband some GCSE science. I am the husband. Hey husband. What's going on bro? Wow, don't do that. I watched a TikTok today when uh, it was um, a lady saying, um, so I've just completed the transition from mama to mummy to mum to bruh <laughs> <laughs> i like it uh, what's my favorite element though your favorite element is without question and i'm i'm so confident about this that i'm willing to bet my house on it oh, it's my house it's our house <laughs> <laughs> is so i don't even know which ones i've guessed anymore now it's not a noble gas it's it's got it's got it's one of these ones right Oh, she's giving me nothing, guys. Um, oxygen. No. It's only the most important element. It's not the most important, but it is quite we important. We will die without it. Yeah, we're not the most important thing on this planet. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's not oxygen. All right. Fun, though. Oxygen's fun. Bangy. Bangy. Um, okay, we're going to talk about the different types of covalent compounds you can get. All right. So you can get simple ones. Like, and they're nearly all liquids and gases, pretty much all gases apart from water, essentially. A covalent compound being more than one covalent bond. A covalent bond being a bond between two or more non-metals. Non-metals. And what is a covalent bond? A shared bond. A shared pair of... Electrons. Shared pair of electrons. Remember, all bonding is about electrons, so talk about electrons. Shared pair of electrons. Okay, so you can have small, simple molecular... Covalent compounds. Yeah. So your HCLs, that's hydrogen and chlorine, makes um, acid, um, hydrochloric acid. Um, you've got water, you've got ammonia, you've got, and they're generally all gases, right? Yeah. You've got your acetic acid. You have. Yeah. Liquid, room temperature. H-C-C-C-4-4-O-O-M-N. So hungry. Okay. So they are all gases at room temperature. So what does that tell you? Oh. What does that tell you about their boiling points? Oh, not this question. Um, if this comes up in the exam, I'm just skipping They're it. already boiled at room temperature. So They're already boiled at room temperature. Because they're gases at room temperature, that means boiling has nothing to do with water. Boiling is to do with gases. Things Unless that, you're talking about water. See? <laughs> <laughs> Liquids, I meant. Um, they're, they're gases at room temperature, which means their boiling points. They're already, so the boiling points are low. Very low. Which very means low. their melting points are... Even lower. Low. Everything is low. Everything is Everything low. Everything is low. Simple covalent compounds have very, very, very low boiling and melting points. Why is the next question. Oh, okay. Okay. So the next question is why. But this is interesting because we were just talking about how um, covalent bonds are really, really strong. Mm-hmm. But having low boiling points kind of, um, it suggests that they have weak bonds. But then we talked about salt, which is a ionic bond, which which has a really high boiling point but can be dissolved really easily. So it's something to do with the type of energy required to break the bond. It is. So if we think about water, let's think about water. So water are molecules of H2O. They uh-huh. look like little Mickey Mouses, 3D yeah. Mickey Mouses. Yeah. And they are... Rather than 2D Mickey Mouse. I suppose Mickey Mouse is normally 2D. Fair point. Carry on. Yeah, they're like flowing over each other. Yeah. They have what's called intermolecular forces. So they are attracted to another molecule of water. Yeah. Okay. So when you boil them, when you boil water, you are breaking the intermolecular force between two water molecules. 
and then that water molecule floats off as a gas. Yeah. I'm not breaking any covalent bonds. So the water molecule... Sure, sure. ...by itself is still complete, but it's oh, still a gas. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect so sense. So if you were to talk... Because well, when you're... Sorry. When you're melting salt... You're breaking the bonds. Uh But when you're boiling water, you're not breaking the bonds. You're just changing the state. Exactly that. So in simple molecular covalent bonding, we, uh, they have a low, this is the sentence, covalent bonding of simple molecular, they have covalent compounds have a low melting and boiling point because very little energy is needed to overcome the intermolecular forces. Okay, very little energy is required to overcome the intermolecular forces. Yes. Right. We don't really break the covalent bonds in those. They just stay together. Okay. It takes so much energy to break, like, the bond between hydrogen and oxygen and water. So much energy. Yeah. Um, it's not even worth doing. Don't even try it, guys. Oh, wouldn't bother. No. Um, so okay. when, you're, when you're melting salt, mm-hmm. are you breaking the ionic bond? Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're melting, sorry, when you're boiling H2O... You're not breaking the covalent bond. You're just you're just breaking the intermolecular force between two molecules. Right, and when you melt H two O, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, can I ask why that is, or do you just accept that as fact? Uh, I would accept that as fact. Okay, now. wonderful. Now, there's a different type of covalent bond. Of course, there is. Of course, okay. there is. So you find them in polymers, but you also find them in um, all of the wonderful allotropes of carbon. Uh huh. Okay, you can make giant covalent structures. Yeah. So instead of just having like a carbon and two oxygens, lovely carbon dioxide, if carbon bonds with other carbon, it can make two forms. Okay, it can make, where's my pen gone? It can make diamonds. Uh huh. And that is where each carbon is bonded to four other carbons. You know how it's in group four, so it's got four electrons in its outer shell, and then each of those carbons is bonded to four other carbons. Right. So they're they're all sharing an electron but they they're kind of almost so mrs corbett's drawing it and it looks a bit like it looks a bit like a, a giant ionic lattice mrs corbett it is but it's it's definitely more spatially 3d i would say right so i'm i'm drawing i'm trying to trying to show you what it would look like yeah like um uh like meccano yes exactly that so each carbon is bonded to four other carbons and what do you know about the structure of diamond really really strong insanely Insanely strong strong. because the covalent bonds are insanely strong they put diamond in drill bits because it's so strong really hard really hard to break so that is another form so a giant covalent structure has a high melting point because of the strong covalent bonds it doesn't have intermolecular forces it just has strong covalent bonds right and then the other form of carbon i'm sorry what is that called a giant covalent bond giant, giant covalent structure yeah giant covalent structure okay now, carbon can also come in... You know how carbon's awesome? Yeah, yeah. Carbon can also come in this form. Um, this is called graphite. The important thing to know about graphite compared to diamond is in a diamond, each carbon is bonded to four other carbons. Yeah. So that's all of its bonding done, no spare electrons. In graphite, each carbon is bonded to three other carbons. So carbon being in group four has one spare electron okay okay so i'm just going to show you a picture of what graphite looks like yeah okay you know what a diamond looks like and we find it in pencils pencils um now the lead use- pencils famously <laughs> <laughs> we use graphite obviously because of the dangers mm. now can you see the structure of graphite is in layers which is why it's useful for pencils because when you scratch it on the table one layer comes off yeah yeah is in layers huh. whereas in a diamond it's in a large rigid structure now 
this is based upon so its properties are based upon this so graphite is used as a lubricant because it slides right it is used for a pencil because it comes off in layers yeah it is soft compared to diamond because it comes off in layers yeah. and because it's got that one spare electron for each carbon atom it has delocalized electrons what does that mean it can do uh, conduct electricity it conducts electricity one of my favorite favorite experiments at school is where i just like stand there sharpening a pencil talking to them about graphite and then i plug it into a circuit the pencil each end into a circuit i can also sometimes we've done it before where we such a showman i really am i've got to make it exciting for myself haven't i um i get them to scribble on a piece of paper with their pencil like over and over and over again and then we try and conduct electricity just on that bit of paper through, right, okay. through the layers of graphite which is kind of cool so they're the two main ones you need to know you can turn graphite into diamond if you put it under extreme heat and pressure okay which is kind of cool um I'm just going to show you all of the structures of dime uh, of carbon that you need to know. Wow, that's so many. Yeah, so we've got graphite, uh-huh. graphene, which is one layer of graphite, diamond, uh-huh. and then there's also fullerenes and nanotubes. We'll talk about them another time. Can't wait. Um, so, key differences. Oh, melting point of graphite? Um, I'm going to say it is high. Very, very high because you've got those strong covalent bonds. You don't have intermolecular forces, really, intermolecular forces. Um, the other one that you might need to know is um, uh, silica dioxide, which is sand. Okay. Um, again, very high melting point. That's if you've not, ever tried to melt sand. That's not a type of carbon, though, right? Uh, it's, it, carbon's within the structure. It's got silicon. It's got oxygen in there. But, yeah, it's another it's another example of a giant covalent structure. Oh, okay, I see, right, yeah. Um, another gi- giant covalent structure will be your polymers, yep. which is what makes up most plastics. So you take ethene and you join it together to make polyethene, polythene. Um, and, again, they tend to have slightly weaker melting points, depending on the type of polymer they are. But that's just because they do have intermolecular forces. So a polymer is a chain with another chain sort of attached to it. So uh-huh. you, you can separate those chains down into smaller chains. Fantastic. Um, and that's pretty much it for covalent compounds. Okay. Um, covalent compounds. You're going to have to summarize that for me. Okay. So there are two types, two sizes. So there's simple molecular. Yep. And giant. And giant covalent structures. Simple molecular structures have low melting and boiling points because they have like weak. Like water. Yep. Because they have weak intermolecular forces yep giant covalent structures have very high melting and boiling points because they have strong covalent bonds which require very much energy to overcome them Uh and then we also spoke about some of the properties of different allotropes of carbon so you've got diamonds which is where carbon shares four electrons so it's very hard very hard and you've got graphite which only shares three and it comes off in layers and it is soft and slidey and lubricant slidey. and can conduct electricity because it has de- delocalized, delocalized electrons. electrons. Woo. Right, see you later. See you later, bye. bye.